I like it. You think it's too much? Uh, it's irreverent. Is it too irreverent? I have no idea. I, I saw pictures. They took pictures of that shotgun. You see that? No. There's like they released like the yeah, evidence yeah, photos. Yeah, it's a it's an eight seventy express tactical. Home exp- home defense express. I forget the model number. But when the news said it was a sawed off shotgun and I was all like, You're the news, you're idiots, you're calling them all sawed off shotgun if they get a short barrel. And no, it was actually a sawed off shotgun. He sawed it. Is it sawed or sawed? Sawed. Yeah. Well, it depends on where you're at. Because you put an L Was in he it. in Virginia? Was he from Virginia? Why aren't we going to talk about that on the show? That's what I don't understand. Like thought, what you just said. Are you recording? Was, yeah. <laughs> what we're talking about on the show then. Put it in post. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's start it off. I'll just go from here. We're just going to go from here? So yeah. you've started it off. And then I say, what do you got first? First to date. I need to drink Try if I'm going to do cuss, that. And then I didn't cuss. It. I said, fuck. You can believe uh, it. There's a lot of work that goes into <laughs> pre- Post the podcast website Pretty, and you all hit that the other print kind of stuff. button and killed eight trees. Not every time. <laughs> okay, what do you got first for us today, Martin? Oh, oh wow, name, right? that was pretty good. <laughs> all right, so virtual high five to Martin. Oh no, wait, damn it. Let's do a real one. Yes. You should put like a shotgun blast in the background of that. Eight oh eight kick. That's down. why I do the post. <laughs> put it all together. All right, so California gun laws, uh-huh. um, rifles ban vo- vetoed. Yeah, the, the the semi-automatic removal magazine ban was vetoed by Governor Brown. Okay, so they're going. Well, the, to there explain. was like there was like eight bills in front of the governor, or seven, or there was a whole bunch of them, and they ranged from you know universal background check more to making it illegaler for a domestic violence, class, misdemeanor, whatever in their state to not have a gun. Um, But the big one everybody was worried about was the legislator passed a law that basically uh, made the bullet button guns illegal in California. Now, what a bullet button is, um, years ago, California passed its own uh, assault weapons ban, and they said any firearm that has a, you know, evil features and is has a removable box magazine uh, is it, uh, an assault weapon. You have to register it or you can't own it or something to that effect. It's Basically, they have their own assault weapons ban. It was illegal to own it. Well, they define a removable magazine as you have to use a tool to remove it. So what people figured out was instead of building – at first they built these weird – Guns with no threads on the muzzle and no pistol grips. There were some weird AR stocks floating around. Um, But then somebody figured out a bullet button. And what a bullet button is, is it requires a tool to remove the magazine. But it uses the regular AR receiver and it uses a regular AR magazine. You have to use a 10-rounder. But you can put basically a detachable magazine in your gun, but... By legal definition, it's fixed because you have to use the tip of a bullet to push the mag release. So, bullet button guns. Um, Well, the legislature finally found out about bullet button guns years later, and they decided to try to make them illegal, and that's what this bill did. Basically, it made anything that was semi-automatic and took any sort of detachable magazine um, illegal. And Governor Brown vetoed it, which was kind of surprising. Um, He said that it went too far. Uh, whatever that means. The legislator passed it. The governor vetoed it. Um, 
So it's gone. Now, he did pass uh, some other bills that were in front of him. But the big one that everybody was worried about, uh, he vetoed. Uh, but he did uh, pass the lead hunting ammo. Yes, that was the other outlawed. big one. Thank you for reminding So they me. will not be able to use lead am ammunition. Yes. Now, I know that a lot of gun ranges uh -huh. and um, uh, facilities out in California uh -huh. had already banned. No. What had happened out in California is there's, there was a study that came out that said condors were eating carrion – left behind by hunters and the carrion that the hunter shot had lead in them and that's why they were seeing elevated lead levels in condors so they made hunting with lead ammunition illegal inside the california condor corridor okay uh, all right so it wasn't a statewide no no it was just in the california okay. condor court now what happened this time was they said that worked so well that the same number of condors died from lead poisoning as before, they want to make it statewide. So they did. In other words, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. In other words, what happened was the condors aren't eating bullets. <laughs> wait a second. Out of carrying. wait a second. I, I can't wait till I start buying ammunition that on the side of the box says this ammunition is known, known to, to the, the state, state of California of to cause cancer and birth defects in condors. Exactly. Okay. So what happened was. The condors – I read the California condor report and it was in Scientologist – Scientology? Scientol scientist? Anyways. California speak, you mean? No. Oh. It was more like uh, educated people speak. But uh, – Very much. You, you demonstrated that perfectly, <laughs> by the way. Huh? So the – so I read the report and basically two condors they think died of elevated lead levels – in like a five-year period. And that's why they've outlawed lead ammunition in California, honestly. Um, first, they did it in the California corridor. It didn't change anything because, let's face it, these birds aren't stupid. They're not eating the bullets. They're eating the meat. Lead doesn't leach into the meat. Okay, the birds are eating the meat. The birds aren't getting the lead they will leave from the and, meat. They will leave and uh, how many bullets people? in people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I'm being serious. No, it doesn't you're leach absolutely into the, correct. So it's okay to leave one lodged in the yeah, lung? Yeah, you don't die or, of lead poisoning. Yeah, so Why don't they leave it lodged in your lung? They well, probably leave it lodged. It, yeah. It, yeah, as long as it's not hurting anything. Yeah. If it causes more damage for a surgeon to go in and remove it, they'll leave it. Exactly. Um, so Yeah, so <sighs> these birds aren't getting their lead. They're not eating bullets that hunters... Besides, how much carrion are hunters leaving behind where they're poisoning large groups of birds? I mean, yes, deer get away, animals get away, birds that get shot by birdshot get away, but not in huge numbers that are going to poison an entire species. So, basically, I don't know. this didn't... You read this report. Yes. Because it says that <laughs> I read the report. Two birds had elevated lead levels. Basically, we've now damaged the economy, as far as bullets are concerned, of an entire state for two condors. Don't get me wrong. I think Scott, nature— we can't keep having <laughs> birds go the way of the dodo. Listen, I am all for not making things extinct. I am all for protecting wildlife. But at what expense? At, at a whole outlawing lead ammunition in a whole state, I think that's that's a bit much for a couple I of think three they birds. They need to be concerned about the deer that are shot that cross <laughs> over into California. Yeah, what if you're in Arizona, in the other part of the Condor Corridor, 
and you shoot with lead you know ammo, what? that's the, okay. The only way to know this is to micro stamp the bullets. No, we talked about that. Or, Come on. What? <laughs> now you're trolling me. The 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 thing is, this is a microcosm, or I guess it's, a, it's another example of it doesn't work, so let's do it, but harder. And that's what these gun grabbers do, right? They say, uh, New York City, it's illegal to own, basically it's illegal to own a gun, right? But people are still shot every single day in New York City. Chicago is the same way, right? So what does the gun grabber say? They say, yeah, but that's because you can still have a gun in Texas, so you shouldn't be able to have a gun in Texas, and then people won't get shot in Chicago or New York, which isn't true. We all know it's not true. But that's the mentality. It doesn't work, so let's keep trying it, but harder. And that's what they've done in California. The lead ammunition didn't work, the, the partial lead ammunition ban, so they made it statewide. So uh, if you're smart, you'll buy stock in companies that make copper and non-lead bullets. Well, I heard that they we closed down our last lead smelting oh, plant. Yeah. Well, this was announced a while back, but it's just now coming back into the headlines because they've announced the final job layoffs for the people working at this smelting plant. Yeah. There's one lead smelting plant left in America. Uh, two years ago, they announced they weren't going to upgrade the facility. They were going to close it in 2014 because the EPA has mandated – well, the EPA, the government has mandated the, the – certain expensive changes to their system uh, for environmental concerns. And they, and they looked at the numbers and decided it, was, it wasn't worth them staying open to upgrade. They were just going to close the plant. And being a capitalist that I am, I have to imagine that they looked at the numbers and they weren't going to make any money if they stayed open. So that's why they closed. If they were going to still make money, but not maybe not as much, they would have still stayed open, right? I mean... If the plant makes money, the plant makes money. But I'm thinking that these these restrictions were so onerous that they weren't going to be able to stay open. So what we've done now is we've now made no lead coming from America. So way to go, uh, environmentalists. Thanks Thank a lot, Obama. You can't blame Obama for that. I mean, you can, but you're probably not right. It's our government whole. We, can we, can we, we, we hired the bums. I saw one of those. It's our fault. I did see one of those on, on Facebook the other day that said, uh, yeah. thanks a lot, Obama. Um, Miley Cyrus was still Hannah Montana when Bush was president. <laughs> no, that one I like. That's good <laughs> stuff. The, uh, yeah, so, so incandescent light bulb factories, all closed. So now all your light bulbs that you go get at the store, guess where they come from? China. China. Where's your lead going to come from? China. Probably China. Uh, I think there's... I think lead is farmed a lot, mine farmed, in, in South America. Well, you know that... But this means our bullets, the lead that's in our ammo, isn't going to come from America anymore. No, that's not true. We'll, 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 we'll re- keep recycling it. Well, we'll recycle it, we'll, yeah. and then we'll also turn Take around... Take it out of the condors? We'll send it <laughs> to China uh-huh. and then buy it back at an inflated rate. <laughs> I don't think no. Oh, when we recycle it, probably a lot of that. Well, I mean, what are the if you don't have a smelting plant, that means yeah. you're not recycling it. No, no, they still have recycling plants. What this was was it would take the ore and get, extract the lead from the ore. So they're still they still have recycling plants where they take your batteries and turn them into lead bars. Right. They still have that. Okay. Lots of that going on. More going on overseas. Right. But lots of that going on here. But and that's in the same place where they make the food and <laughs> exactly. paints. That's where your kids' toys come from. Toys. Yeah. So 
No, what are we doing? Like I said, I'm all for nature. Where the shirts we're going to sell probably will come from in the end. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I don't our know where. stickers probably. I no, I think our stickers were made here. Well, by children though. No. The pro the 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 <laughs> wait wait the these are legitimate the raw material right. that were used I don't know where they came oh, from oh okay <laughs> but I know they I were was, printed here I was worried we weren't practicing unhealthy capitalism yes okay so but we need to be selling them to do that okay to, to actually be practicing it oh right so we're really bad at practicing capitalism oh right. we can practice capitalism all we want but we're not actually doing it. We're just practicing. Something along those okay. lines. So the so like I said earlier, I'm all for nature, I'm all for conservation, I'm all for tree hugging and granola eating and bunny rabbits and Mother Gaia. But <laughs> what at what expense? We've never closed no incandescent light bulbs, no lead smelting. There's probably five thousand other things that, that that our listeners could name. It's okay. We had what we did was yeah. we closed that lead plant. Uh-huh. I guarantee you. It, you How wanna, many lives? Did you want to put save? your tinfoil hat on? Here you go. Uh-oh, this just came to me. Uh-oh. So we closed that lead foil or <laughs> lead foil. We closed that lead. Do you plant. have any lead foil? That would be perfect. Yes. We closed that plant down. That way we could buy more credits, or we could sell more credits to China. To help our deficit. Okay, sure. I think you're insane, Whoa, but but done. No, 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 boom, no, no, boom. So, so, so moving on. Facebook.com/slash Gun Show Podcast. Let us know what you think, and if the <laughs> NSA is not watching, leave us a note and let us know. Uh, let us know what kind of lead uh, foil you used to line the inside of your ball cap. Exactly. No, there's not going to be any good segue off of that. Yeah. So you might as well just read All the right. next story. Well, apparently, um, depending on the amount of guns that you own, uh-huh. you may be classified as a terrorist by the feds. So what you're telling me is I'm or, a terrorist. Or, or terri- terroristic activity, at least. So what you're telling me is I'm a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> the amount of guns and ammo one keeps handy, I guess, may indicate terrorist activity. So that means there, there's going to be a drone strike up here at Cabela's, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe down the street at uh, Bob's Armory. Something. And Lord help them if they find my place. How much How much guns do you, before they say that? I don't know. They, I'm actually getting worried. They cited an example here uh-huh. on uh, publicintelligence.net uh-huh. um, of Norwegian mass murderer Anders Berhavik. Oh, that crazy who, bastard. Yeah, who reportedly yeah. stockpiled approximately 12,000 pounds of precursors, weapons, and... Precursors? Precursors, weapons, and armor, and hid them underground in remote wooded precursors. locations. Precursors? Yeah. Isn't that what the Nairobi mall shooters did? I, you made me reread that word like five times as precursors. I was reading the rest of it, just to make sure I was right. Yeah, precursors. Um, we need to read something in English, man. That ain't right. <laughs> this bulletin instructs law enforcement to look for large amounts of weapons, ammunition, explosives, accelerants, or explosive precursor chemicals uh, that could indicate pre-operational terrorist attack planning or criminal activities. So what they're saying is if you reload a lot... See, Wep- that's not making sense. Weapons do not have to be cached in remote locations to meet the standard for suspicious activity. According, this is awful. According to the bulletin, weapons what they're saying could be is... stored in individuals' homes, <laughs> storage facilities, what? or vehicle. Oh, 
you you're rolling around in <laughs> what they're saying is if you have a lot of explosives you could be a terrorist you know what they're saying is okay that i if agree you, if you have three guns in your trunk then you're a black arm yeah, a mobile see, black arms now, here's where we run into center. trouble are we using the journalist definition of an arsenal here because if you have two bb guns a 38 snubby and 1500 rounds of 22 ammo which is three bricks by the way which right now is about $10,000 then you it's an arsenal according to you know New York Times fill in the blank I don't know it's hard to say here they put a lot of quotes so like when they say uh may include common firearms such as uh-huh. rifles I'm doing air quotes shotguns pistols as well as military grade weapons um, the illegal possession of large amounts oh, of ammunition. Illegal. Well, illegal. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold oh, on. Hold this on. is a that that has been uh, a period. There's oh, okay. a space and now Lusa. capital T. Okay. The illegal possession of large amounts of ammunition is also listed as potential indicator of criminal weapons possession related to terrorism. Wait, hold, so wait, the illegal possession of criminal weapons could be you know, an indicator the for illegal the illegal possession, possession of criminal weapons. Yeah, the illegal possession oh. of large. Of large amounts of ammunition. So this is a badly written article. Is what we're talking. What comes from them? That, that what comes from the feds? That usually isn't a bad written yeah. article. Well, it's, I don't know who to blame here: the journalists for writing this piece of trash up, or the feds for putting it out. I mean, we've seen some idiocy from the feds. I mean, we saw that the American, you know, uh, revolutionaries were considered, you know, considered terrorists. Well, it and, says right and they're here, saying now if you get a lot of guns, you know, be on the lookout because you might bu- have a lot of guns. The bulletin never clarifies what constitutes a large or unusual quantity of weapons or ammunition. It does say that such a quantity would arouse suspicion in a reasonable person. Well, who's so reasonable now, now? So now you no longer yeah, – Is you, that guy reasonable who wrote the article because – Well, he's just relaying he's, – he's saying okay. what the – Is your normal journalist reasonable? Because if your normal journalist is reasonable, everyone who listens to podcasts is a potential terrorist activity person. Well, and I think that's what – I think as this is written, yeah. is, that's, that's the whole point behind yeah. it. Is it saying look at all of this. Everything yeah. you do yeah. or could do, you might be a terrorist. So the NSA is collecting all our data and – all gun owners are terrorists, basically. So here's, here's the way it works: is when you when you meet somebody for the first time and they've never shot a gun before, and you take them out to shoot. Before you get to the range, before they pull the trigger for the very first time, you are a terrorist to them. Well, you you may but, indicate no, no, terrorist no. activity. You are a terrorist to them. But Why? when they pull the trigger for the first time uh-huh. and learn about shooting, yes, all of a sudden. They're going to go home, buy a lot of ammo and guns, and they're going to be a terrorist themselves. Oh. That's what that that's oh. what that bulletin indicates to me. Yeah, no, because no, any I got reasonable it. Yeah. person, every time you take somebody shooting or every time you interact with someone and you bust out your AR, everyone kind of goes, oh, you know, the new people. Oh, you've shooting. seen it, have you? Oh, people, <laughs> people have. I pulled out my AR, which was my dedicated twenty two at the range, and I had people stopping and staring and gawking at it. And it was... Well, I asked you to wear your shirt to the range. Yeah. I don't know why you can't. See, this is what I don't I, understand. I do go shirtless to the range, I guess, too often. Here's what I don't understand. We just read the article that said the government says a large amount of weapons would constitute a potential terrorist activity, right? Yes. And we know that according to you know your standard media writer... A large amount, of, an arsenal is, you know, two pop guns and a, a spent shell casing, right? So, but if we assume that there's 
taking my tinfoil hat off now, right? Mm, mm. Let's assume that the numbers of 80 million American gun owners is correct. There's 80 million American there's, – there's a gun in America for every man, woman, and child in America, right? Yes. So that means some of us own a lot of guns. So some of us are terrorists. Um, to a reasonable person. To a reasonable person, some of us are, are terrorists. Terrorist. Yes. It, I think they've got it wrong. The I language. think the reasonable people are the people that listen to this podcast that have 12 guns. Yes. But so, it's all about the language. So the terrorists are the nuts who collect a lot of Garands and have 1,500 different Garands. That's the terrorists. I reasonably Wait, believe, Scott, that you are not a terrorist. Oh, thank you. I am, though, because I'm a veteran. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like the – I distrust the government and I own a lot of guns. You do get I cavity am, searched every time you go to on, no, get on a plane. Well, no, I pay for that. Yeah. The, the, but let's assume there's 80 million gun owners I guess here technically in we all do since they're on government salaries. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all pay for that. So if there's 80 million gun owners, let's assume put, – t- putting our tinfoil hats back on. Let's assume they're coming for our guns. The government has decided that anybody with more than two shell casings – and a, uh, a broom handle are terrorists, and they're going to come take your guns if you've got a shotgun or whatever. Okay. Um, if the government – first of all, the government would have to cut off uh, production, right? No more right. getting new guns. They'd have to cut that off. Let's say they somehow did that, okay? And uh, let's say there's 80 million gun owners, and let's say they started to come and kick open doors and take your guns, Right. Collections okay. and take. Uh, let's say they did. They got to a hundred gun owners a day. They got to a hundred different houses, kicked right. open the doors, and 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 grabbed them. Well, don't say houses. You have to say they got to a hundred guns. No, no, because... no, not a hundred guns. A hundred gun owners. There's eighty million gun owners. Okay. They get to a hundred of them a day, right? If you do the math, it would take them two thousand one hundred ninety-two years before they get to the last guy. With his arsenal of guns. Yeah, 2,192. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, they can't get our guns. And 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 for those of you, these numbers I stole directly from uh, Tam. I suggest you go check out her, her blog. Uh, it's uh, Bikes, Babes, and Boomsticks. Bikes something, Boomsticks. Anyways, go to Go, go read to thegunshowpodcast.com. Yeah, go and, check it out. We'll uh, put a link up. Scott will put a link up. Yeah, but, and, or and also go to our Facebook.com slash gunshow podcast and like us. And she's the one that pointed this out, this. but I want to have some commentary on this. There are too many guns out there for the tinfoil hat wearing crowd to be correct, right? There's just too many. They can't come get them. Well, we the numbers this, aren't we? there. We've have discussed we? that they can't come and get them. To some degree, we have. We've mentioned it every yeah, once but, in a while. But, you know, we believe, you and I believe, that they can't come and get them. That there's just there's just no way it's going to happen. There's eighty As million gun owners. As a reasonable person, I believe that they cannot yeah. come and take them. As a reasonable person, well, let's let's go unreasonable. Let's say that the black helicopter UN's going to come into America. The the eighty second Airborne's practicing door to door operations in Chicago in in you know getting ready to seize disgruntled citizens. Okay, we're just talking about eighty million gun owners. Let's say, what 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 what's the number? The is it six percent? Six percent of America actively fought against the British during the American uprising when they were terrorists. Hmm. Was it six percent? Is that right? Is it three percent? Go 1%? ahead and go, go with the six percent. What uh, you get your maths out? Put in uh, divide eighty million by six percent. Let's say you know what? No, 
1%. Let's say 1% of the population, 1% of gun owners said, no, you're not taking my guns. I'm not going out without a fight. Okay. Now, let's say half of those. So, so, so out of 80 million gun owners, 1% is how many people? 1% is 800,000? Of 80 million. Of 80 million. That's pretty simple thousand? math that you don't really have to I'm really bad at math. Yeah. So. Are you sure that's right? Yes. 800,000. That can't be right. That can't be right. What? I hate math. People are screaming into their iPods right now that we're morons. That I'm a moron. 80,000 people. You're way off. All right. Let's assume that 80,000 <laughs> people tell the government, um, I've had it. No. You come and get my guns. You're going to have to kill me or I'm going to have to kill you. Okay. That's not a big stretch. There's a lot of talk out there, so maybe that's maybe that's a let's say that fifty percent of those people were not in a position to fight back the government. They got them at work, they okay. got them at the kids' school, they got them on the way home, right? That's forty thousand people. Okay. But forty thousand people actively defended their home, right? Okay. How many news stories on that happening? 40,000 times. And let's say it took them five years to do it. So that's uh, 40 divided by five. That's 4,000 a year. It's 4,000 shootouts. Maybe even one of them as big as Ruby Ridge, right? As big as Waco, sieges, standoffs. Yeah, have to be more, one yeah. or two a year right, of least. that at least, yeah. right? Because we're talking 4,000 shootouts a year. How many times would you have to sit down in front of the news box at the end of the day and see that or see that on the Drudge Report before people went, you know, maybe we need to change this? Maybe this is a bad idea. Any reasonable person <laughs> exactly. would say. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's possible for them to come to get all our guns. Just look at the the numbers are mind-boggling if you think about it. I mean, if you just half a percentage fights back, that's 40,000 people shooting at the SWAT teams come to kick in their door and shooting at the helicopters circling their houses. I'm, that's a lot of stuff on the news at night. I'm going to go ahead and stick with my 800,000. Of one one percent. Yes. And What'd you multiply it by? What'd you multiply read, eight million read, read by? Read what Google tells you. One percent of eighty million is eight hundred thousand. Boy, I really suck at this. <laughs> so yes, everyone is yelling at you at me? for calling me an idiot. <laughs> so multiply my numbers by ten. <laughs> yes, exactly. Holy crap! This, it, that's even worse, sir. Four, so forty thousand is four hundred thousand. No, but yeah, but forty thousand so is like point two percent. Yeah, that's 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 no that's nothing. Point, point two point zero of one percent. Be point zero five percent. Anyways, whatever it is, if a small percentage of gun owners shot back at the police, shot back at the SWAT teams, or even worse, or worser, worser, went proactive. No, worse, in entire cities. You wouldn't even have to do the entire no, no, city. But get this, you would have. But if you look at it, there's there are cities out there where the the chief of police and you yeah. know, the sheriff has come out and said, "We are never going to enforce that. Oh, no, we'll never take the guns that's away." That's true. So now all there's of a sudden, sheriffs in Colorado have, like, that four, say no. Fortified cities, right? Right. Well, then what was the government going to do? Bomb a city? Send the national guard uh, to get shot? And is the national guard going to shoot at the sheriff? Is the sheriff going to shoot at the national guard? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I, th- that's the, the the concept is my mind. Now, let's take this a step further. Let's let's really get our get our Wookie suit on here. Let's get our bowcasters out, right? Let's say that a small percentage of those forty thousand point oh zero two percent, whatever that is, 
decide to go proactive. Let's say a one percent of them. That's four hundred. Like go offensive. Yeah. Okay. Start shooting the local, you know, chief of police, the local mayor, the local FBI SWAT team commander, the local, right? You know, re- let's really go out into no man's land here. That's a lot of guys running around with hardware shooting important people. That's a lot of news stories. And the the other the thing even if only half of them are successful, even if they stopped it now, even if they They stop production now, now, you can't take away the hardware that the people have. You you can't come get it all. It's not possible. It's already ours. But the cat's cat's already out of the bag. And if you've ever tried to put a cat back in a bag, you know it ain't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, unless you well, if you skin the cat first, Mm -hmm. turns out there's more than one way to skin a cat. And once you skin it, it'll go back in the bag. Really, (laughs) very docilely by then, because or unless it's stiff. So, <laughs> you guys missed a visual on that one. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, mm. like you said, they can't come get all the guns. Not going to happen. Not going to do it. Not going to happen. Too many guns out there already. Um, what about the fact? What about the fact that um, after the Westgate uh, massacre? Uh-huh. They uh, Interpol chief uh, chiefs have been pondering Ooh, armed citizens. Yes. Yeah, that was interesting. The now somebody uh, somebody put on their blog that Wayne Lapierre, the president of the NRA, came out and said some more kooky stuff, and they kind of did it in a um, like you'd see in an op-ed piece from a standard you know regular news media like a like a uh, you know Huffington Post or a uh, New York Times, and they said, oh no, it wasn't Wayne Lapierre, it was the Secretary General. Of Interpol. <laughs> yeah. Who said the answer is either A, an armed populace, or B, a, a, a draconian, you know, fortified society where the government controls your every little movement. Basically, that's what he said the answer was, right? Yeah. That's, so that's, how, I, that's how I felt. He obviously, As a reasonable yeah. person, that's how I understood what he was saying. You're really going to milk this, aren't oh, you? Oh, I'm going to milk it for I years. Like oh, not, not, not more than one podcast. We talked about that. We don't, we're not going to do the theme thing. We're not – anyway. So, As a reasonable person, <laughs> I, I feel that we have discussed it, but I've changed my mind. <laughs> that's unreasonable. The – so the Secretary General of Interpol, not some NRA spokesman. This isn't Ted Nugent saying this. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't your standard uh, uh, Texas CHL holder. This is the Secretary General of Interpol. And he says the way to prevent nuts from taking up guns and shooting up a mall and blowing it up and killing everybody is an armed populace. Some how of the do first you, how responders. How do you protect soft targets? That's really the challenge. You yes. can't have armed police forces everywhere, he told reporters. Everybody knows that. Wait, where, what is this mentality that the cops are going to come take care of us? The where cops, does it come from? It doesn't let's mean that they're it. not when, when going to jump between you and a brown. You when know, it comes to home invasion, they're there to collect the evidence. Okay. Let, let's face it. When it comes to a soft target, if somebody wanted to, God forbid, Go all uh, uh, Chechnya on a school here in America. It's a soft target. So how do we protect the soft target? Well, how we do it here in America is we make sure none of the teachers, none of the faculty, and maybe one school resource officer is armed, but nobody else in the school. 
Okay. So none of the faculty, none of the parents, none of the students, nobody's armed in that school. There may be a cop there somewhere who's armed if they have a school resource officer, but my daughter's school doesn't have one. So it's a soft target. Why, why, why do we think that's the answer? Why do we think the cops are going to show up in time to prevent something like this? Now, don't you know, get me wrong. Everyone's if the about cops statistics, there, why don't some throw the statistics out? The statistics are that it, co- it takes what at least five minutes for cops least. to get to your house. It's seven, three to seven minutes, depending Minimal. on where you live. Okay, so that's if, if you live out in the, the middle average. of nowhere. Sure. Yeah. So five is the average, and that's just one or two or three cops. So that's think about not it. Ten. The guys broke 20. into your house, or whoever, male or female, broke into your house. That you call nine one one. They are already inside your house. We, How long does it take you to walk through your house, even if you walk through slowly? Maybe now I'm sorry, like Scott, people have big mansions. I, but I can actually touch my back door and my bathroom with with if I stretch really hard, I can touch them both at the same time. So no, it doesn't take that long. Yeah, to walk but that's my only one of your house. four bathrooms. Well, no, it's the half bath in the front that I. That's the only one oh, you got to we don't use. use I, the you're not allowed to anymore? use. You're not allowed to. Use. I told you that wasn't a <laughs> bath. I don't know why. Why do we have to? This is why you don't come over anymore. Honestly, this is the reason. But yeah, well, like you said, we just said there's 80 million gun owners here in America. 80 million dudes who are armed to the teeth. Well, I tell you what, let's deputize one percent of them. That's 800 thousand new deputies that can carry into, you know, train them. Let's say you could train 1% of them. You know, some civilian deputy thing where they can carry wherever they want. They can fly with their guns. They can go into schools with their guns. They can go into... But no, nobody will even entertain that thought. They, they'll go crazy when the president of the NRA says, hey, but, we should put armed guards in front of our schools. But everyone entertained the thought of arming air marshals. Well, they, oh, no, that's different. They work for the government. But that, that makes it okay. No, that's what makes it okay. Yeah. Yeah. People didn't like the idea of flight deck officers being armed. They didn't like the idea of pilots having guns. These are the poor schmucks who don't have anything else to do but crash the plane or attack somebody with a, you know, fire axe. No, no. let him have a gun to defend his plane. That's what I understand. This mentality that only the government should have guns. You end up with you end up with a dictator. Now, we've just discussed we got enough guns to where that's not going to happen ever again here in America. Thank goodness. And I think all our listeners can rest assured that that'll never happen here. There's way too many guns. Thank goodness. But at the same time, the cops can't protect us. So, so we've got guns, so there won't be any tyrannical you know, craziness going on here like we've seen in other parts of the world. And we, we, we won't have a problem with where there are guns. We don't have a problem with, you know high crime rates and high murder rates and things like that. We So why would you think that the government was the only one who should sanction firearms ownership? I, I don't understand because the mentality. Because you have, like, they're trying to recall in Colorado, Hudek. Yeah. Oh, you have somebody like her that right. sits up there and says to a victim, um, look, statistically, you're wrong. Whatever you think, you think that a gun would have saved you, but statistically, you're wrong. And there's too many people that believe that. Yeah, you have this crazy lady in uh, in Colorado, Senator Hudak, and Hudak. Who cares? Evie. So yeah, who cares? So 
they're going to recall her again. They, she was on the list of sinners we're going to recall back when they recalled, um, I don't know, the other two people. Whoever got fired uh, <laughs> from being the senator's job. But they put her in their sights, and they're going to try to recall her again. And they say this will, I guess this, if they recall this senator and a Republican gets a seat, it turns over power in the Senate. Is that right? I'm I think not sure. I read I'm that. not sure. Okay. Anyways, that's what I'm talking about, though. Where does that mentality come from where she says, statistically, if you were being raped and you had a gun, you had a better, higher chance of being hurt, which, by yeah, the way, is a lie. She said that— That's not even a statistic. It's a lie. She And, and everyone that—we we put a link up at thegunshowpodcast.com in our blog, and we also you know linked it on our Facebook, facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Head over there, like us, and you'll get leave more— Leave a up, comment. Yeah, and leave a comment. You'll get more updates like that. But there's actually, in the video, she tells the woman that— She's statistically more likely that the person that did this heinous act on her would take her firearm away from her and kill her. Yeah. Then goes as far as to say, look, you said you were trained in karate. You you even admitted that you, you know, should be able to defend yourself. And it's like, whoa, lady, you are way out of bounds. First of all, guns are the equalizer, right? If you weigh a, well, if you weigh she, eighty she, pounds well, and you're a kung fu off. master, she said this. Sure. She comes back and she said the 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 victim said uh-huh. he already had a weapon of his own. Yeah, that's so, what I'm talking about. And she said during yeah. while this was happening to her, she could have gotten to her gun that he would have had no idea that she had, well, and killed him. Exactly. Now, that's what I don't understand this mentality. First of all, guns are the great equalizer. They make an eighty pound woman. Just as powerful as a 230-pound man. Right. If you have a 95-pound, 5-foot-nothing female, I don't care if she knows super kung fu, karate, whatever. She's going to be at a disadvantage against a 300-pound, 7-foot-tall dude. And vice versa, right? Although the other way seems kind of creepy. But... (laughs) You ever watch Cops? No. Because that happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like whenever there's a a pleasant, like, um, whenever there's What are you trying to say? Whenever there's a larger woman. It's funny because you say fat guy all the time, but whenever there's a larger woman. A woman of greater girth. Yes. She's she's pleasantly plump. Fluffy. Um, Sometimes the guy she's whooping up on is 110 pounds. A tiny little fella. Yeah. 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 Tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny little so, man. So, wait, so guns are the great equalizer. Okay. The other part I want to address is this: the statistics. There's, there's a statistic floating around uh, the inner world and, and the public, and it's, I think it's on the talking point of the Brady Bunch. And it is that you're four times as likely to be hurt if you have a gun with your own gun than you are to defend yourself. Yes. Uh, well, everybody's debunked that. It's an outright lie. It's not even like a study thing. It's a they made it up. They made up some number. They pretended to do a study. They didn't even do a study. They can't back up their numbers. It's a pure, unadulterated, made-up crap for what it is. Right? It's just crap. But you have people like the senator repeating it. And you know what? I hope she gets recalled. If you're in Colorado. And you can vote to recall her. Please go do it. Yeah, there was a. There was and a, if you have a way for us to help, 
let us know. There was a Republican who was um, on the board or council or whatever yeah. you'd call it. And he – in the video, like yeah. I said, go check this video out. He sits there and he apologizes to her. For the senator? For, for the way that the people pri- before her have come to this board saying – we want to feel comfortable. Feel. We want yes. to feel that everything is okay. You is know that what? what it is? Not is everything that, is, you know, is gumdrops this, and lollipops. Maybe that's where this mentality comes from, that the government will take care of you because that makes you feel good. The government's here. It's going to take care of me. It's going to hug me and it's going to stroke me. It's going to pat my bottom and tell me I did a good job. Yes. The government will be there for me. No. The government's there to do what I tell it to do. You know what? The government doing all of that <sighs> yeah. is is just as physical yes. as you giving out all your virtual high five. Virtual high five. Yeah, that was the best virtual high five ever. Ah, <laughs> uh, speaking of virtual high fives, I bet you I hope we everybody have a... in the car puts their hand up. <laughs> I hope that they do. Like, that would be so fun. That would be awesome. You know what? Even if you didn't, you know what? tell us you did. You know what? No. Every time I'm driving <laughs> down the road and I see someone put their hand up, whether they're flipping me off or any or whatever. You scream, Gun Show Podcast, virtual <laughs> high five. Gun Show Podcast. I know they're listening to it. <laughs> they could be scratching their head. You don't care. Gun Show Podcast. Well, speaking of virtual high fives, I hear we have uh, listener questions. We do have we actually have a lot of listener questions. All right, this question comes from Jared. Hey, Jared, mad cushy props and virtual high five. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, he says, I recently purchased an M92 AK pistol and mentioned to a friend oh, that yeah. I may end up SBRing it <clears throat> as I've seen a number of Dracos that have been. He seemed uh, to think that a pistol could never be made into an SBR. No, 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 no. Um, the rule is that a pistol or a rifle can be made into an SBR. Now, the rule is... That a rifle can never become a pistol. That's the rule. Now, if it starts as a pistol and becomes a rifle, it can become a pistol again. Yeah, that's confusing, but huh? I was but it can't start as a rifle and end up as a pistol. If it wasn't a pistol first, it can't go from a rifle to a pistol. Now, if you don't believe me... Wikipedia, this thing, uh, it was the... Yeah, because uh, Wikipedia is always right. Thompson Contender versus the U.S. It was a Supreme Court case. This thing went all the way to Supreme Court, whether or not a rifle could go to okay. a pistol and now, then back to a, now a rifle let me just again, go ahead and or versus Visa. What we're talking about is very delicate stuff here. Sure, This is yeah. not something to be messing around with and... Just to and, be, and state laws vary. Yeah. I'm just talking about federal laws here. You got to check your own state laws. And even double check what Scott says because always because things can change. And have you seen my math? Yeah. Have you seen his math? <laughs> when he gave the one percent of of whatever he gave, I, still, I toned him out. I still don't think you're. But right. as of October 24th, 2013, <laughs> most of what he's saying is probably right. <laughs> All right. So. SBRs. What does SBR mean? For those of you who don't know, it means short barrel rifle. The law in the United States uh, states that heh, um, that in order to be considered a rifle, it can't have a barrel shorter than 16 inches. So every that's why every rifle you buy has to have at least a 16-inch barrel. Now, it can be shorter than that, but then it's designated a short barrel rifle, which is an NFA or a National Firearms Act item, and you have to get a tax stamp and pay somebody $200 for the privilege. 
The government. The government. You got to pay the government two hundred, and uh, I think it's a one year wait now. It's ridiculous. Um, Up to now, the M ninety two pistol is a perfect platform for an SBR. There are plenty of uh, forum. Uh, builds, how-tos, things like that. My personal favorite is to put the pig nose from Ace, uh, which is a stock adapter on the back of that puppy, and put a AR-15 collapsible stock on it, uh, preferably Magpul. I think they look great. You know, this is kind of an interesting thing. Um, and we're going to get back to answering his question directly because we're both kind of going sure. off in two separate places. But when you look to buy an SBR upper... Uh-huh. Like you're, an upper, just an upper. Sometimes sure. like a like an eleven point five yeah. or whatever. You're looking at two thousand dollars. And oh, I was, after the tax stamp? No, before the tax stamp, just no, for the upper. No, I haven't some seen of that. them. Some you, of the no, no, nice no. high end ones. Well, a nice high end upper is going to cost you two thousand dollars. Yes, but like I like BCM. Could, That's my I favorite. Get, could I get buy something as a pistol and it end up being cheaper by tax stamping that and throwing a stock on it? Meh, nah, I don't think so. No. I think it's I think it's a wash, yeah. Because I like BCM uppers. A BCM upper run you four hundred sixty nine dollars, right? It doesn't matter what the length is. The eleven inch, the twelve inch, the eleven and a half inch, the right. sixteen no inch. Group. No bull carrier group. No nothing else. Plastic no handguards. Yeah, no handguards. Okay, no. Comes sans handguards. So all you're getting is an upper for four hundred sixty nine dollars. Now. It's the same price no matter which one you get. Now, if you start talking about, you know, I want the Noveski Afghan 7-inch barrel thing with the key mod hand guards. And the, yeah, yeah, you're looking at two grand by the time you're done. But, okay. no, you can get into so that. So you're not really you. saving it. No, no, Okay, no. but so what his real question, sure. what he comes down to is he wants to know, could we perhaps, and, I, and we kind of touched on it, but I want to make sure. sure we really explain it. Could you perhaps explain the distinction between when a rifle or a pistol can become an SBR? Okay. Sure. So there, there's can, no distinction. At any time, you can make a rifle an SBR or a pistol an SBR by filling out the correct forms and getting your tax stamp. Now, once you get your tax stamp back, you can, for instance, add your stock to your pistol. Or, in the case you're talking about, put your SBR upper on your AR-15. Once right. you get your tax stamp back, either one, you start. You get a Form 1 if you already own it. You're doing a Form 1. You're building your own. So you get a Form 1. You fill it out. You send it to the ATF with your $200 check. You wait a year. They send the, two, the tax stamp back, and now you can make your SBR. Now, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's a rifle or a pistol. You can make it an SBR. Now, like I said, where it gets, where it gets tricky is... The non the non NFA stuff, the regular rifle, regular pistol stuff, and you're not going to have to worry about that. I don't see you swapping out trunnions and putting a 16 inch barrel on this pistol, so you know you won't have to worry about that. And I hope we answered your question. I think we did. Mm-hmm.